Hi, it's Catherine Latimer of the John Howard Society of Canada, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lawrence De Silva, an ex-federal prisoner who spent more than 19 years in federal custody. We are bringing you a series of podcasts titled Voices Inside and Out, in which former prisoners and others share their stories about prison life and returning to communities. In this episode of Voices Inside and Out, we're very pleased to welcome Gary Glowacki, who's been a good friend to us and has worked at supporting prisoners reintegrating back into communities for many, many years and has some interesting uh, lessons and observations that he's willing to share with us. So Gary, how did you how did you first get involved in wanting to help prisoners come back into communities? Well, I had done time years ago, and then I uh, I was working for the city of Toronto, cutting grass and getting paid a pretty good amount of money with benefits and holidays and everything else. But I uh, I was uh, sort of dying on the vine, right? Mm-hmm. So I I volunteered for Special Olympics International. And I was working with the people that doing floor hockey, men, women, and different ages. Nice. And I watched them getting their awards. And they were getting awards, and they're crying, and they're hugging, and they're kissing each other. And they're on their knees praying to God. And I'm looking at these people, and I'm thinking, my God, you came in 17th place. You know? <laughs> and yet you're so proud. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. so proud. So I have a car and a house and a job, and you might not ever have that but I don't have what you have. I don't have that sense of dignity and pride in myself, right? That was real and heartfelt. So uh, I quit my job and started, I first started volunteering in a prison at the time in Brampton. And then I eventually quit that job and went on for half the money, no benefits, no nothing as a community worker. And I didn't know anything. So I started there. And I liked it and I enjoyed it and I found I was good at it because it just was, you know, and I was, I knew the ropes and I was fairly tolerant and, and also fairly intolerant of bullshit. You know, it's like, you know, I'm not that lonely that I got to sit here and listen to you lie to me. So, um, and, and finally I just, uh, I kept it up and kept it up and we were running spiritual support programs in the jail and support programs for ex-offenders in the community. Then there was a day when they asked me to uh, uh, escort this guy out somewhere. I'm not sure, take the bus to Brampton or whatever it was. We got to the end of the driveway, and I said, where do you want to go? And he started crying, crying, crying. Oh, my God. He says, I don't have anybody and no place to go. There's nothing. And I thought, oh, my God. I ended up driving him to Aurelia and spent all day. And Aurelia was where he was from. But he was so concerned, well, I don't want people to know me, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I went, okay, finally, about 10 o'clock at night, I said, look, I'm dropping you off at the hotel, and you're going to have to figure it out. So he did, and he had money. So I did. I got a phone call in the middle of the night from the cops asking about this guy. because He didn't want anybody to know, but after I left, he went down to the front desk to a young girl there and said, hey, baby, I just got out of jail. You want to get together? And she called the cops. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. So that was my introduction to it. But it made me, uh, I don't know, 
insecure. I'm not sure what the word would be, not necessarily insecure, but it definitely made me realize how little I knew. So then I spent time just gathering resources, 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 including um, from the region of Peel and Ontario Works and probation and parole and went around and introduced myself and I got enough support so that if one person was supporting me, they would refer me on to somebody else so that I, so, so that I had just a pretty very full network of resource people, right? which is what was necessary. And people, you know, people used to say to me, what do you do? And I said, I don't do a damn thing, but I know everybody who does. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that very much. <laughs> you know, because it was necessary. Because there's, I, I, there's not anything that I could do on my own. It's too much. And, you know, there's things I can't do. I can't give you money. I can't give you bus tickets. Like, but, uh, you know, I got connected with everybody so that I and the program itself became respectable and credible because the people knew that if the guys were going to act out, I would call them on it. No, for know? sure. For sure. So there's even probation and parole and Ontario works because there was, weren't that many people coming out. But if someone went in and said, oh, you're working at the bridge, and they went, nope, then the probation officer would go, hmm, I wonder why. You know? mm-hmm. so, so it meant a difference, right? Yeah, that's a good, so that's a good relation. Working, Sorry to cut Sorry? you. Sorry to cut you. That's a really good relationship to have with people, and it's it's one that should uh, be uh, very nourished. Oh yeah, right. Because oh, yeah. these people are going to come back outside, and we have to receive them. And you know, what I mean, it's it's better to support them with that. You see what I mean? And being oh, yeah. able to being able to be credible at that. Yeah, that's that's you know, and it, you know, so many of them are coming out of provincial facilities too. You know, and have oh, lost you know, lost a lot mm-hmm. and maybe even not convicted of any crimes, but they don't have oh, an apartment. You know, it's oh, yeah. a mess. Yeah. Well, yeah. Their best friends stole all their furniture, their clothes are dating their wife. And yeah. you, know what I mean? yeah. you got nothing when you come out and you, and you weren't guilty anyways. Yeah. 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 Terrible. So I, well, I, I took a, I, sorry to cut you. I took a look at that, um, that template that Kat was showing me. This welcoming uh, yeah. a stranger bulletin, bulletin that you did. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, that was beautiful. That that was it. Really yeah. was. It was. It's an eye opener, um, for people to really know what they, you know what I mean, what they really need coming out. Um, yeah. you know, as a community, we need to receive them. So you know what I mean, both in employment, both with you know housing, clothing, ba- basic things, and a lot of people don't know where to go. Like I, I came they out, I was to. lost, right? So, oh yeah, you know, um, uh, kudos really on, uh, you know, putting that together. It was that's blessed, and it's you know to use to use the sayings of, of um, uh, you know, both the Torah and Islamic sayings, and you know, it relate it relates to people's humanity of you know as what we're so at least supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like, come on, you know, yeah. we got to help each other. There's a beauty. Oh, there's a beauty. I would have priests call me and say, you know what? I just had a guy knock on the door and he just told me he got out of prison. I told him to come back and now I'm calling you. What can I do for him? I said, frankly, you, you can't really do much. You need to know where all the resources are, where Ontario Works Office is. He says, he says I, what I end up doing is giving the, the people 20 bucks and say, sorry, it's all I can do. And it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was all he knew what to do. Yeah, and right? it's not it's not nearly enough to, to help. Okay. Eh? It's- no, it's and a good it it's a good deed and it's a good action, right? To try right. to try, but it's just not knowing not knowing what to do or how how right. we can help is it's like it's devastating because these people are going to get out, 
Um, oh, they aren't. You know, and and then not having anything and not having the outlet, it's 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 really scary. And even even when they're oh, committed to changing, if they're plunged right back into such dire circumstances, it makes it really really difficult for them. You know. Oh, it does. And, you know, people give up. And you, you yourself, Lawrence, you know lots of you know lots of people that just came home. Mm-hmm. That's enough. You know what I mean? Yes. Because sometimes going into jail, as scary as that is, getting out is often worse. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. You know? Yeah. You know, so, not knowing where you're going to lay your head, and not, you know, not having, you know, immediate employment, not knowing, you know, how you're going to get ahead. It's really scary. And a lot of people mis- misunderstand when we're in jail. We're thinking about those things. We're thinking about getting out, but it's really hard if you don't have an employment and you don't have a place to go immediately that's safe, that's not, that's crime free. You want these people to be crime free and you want them, um, you know, but they need, they always need housing. You see what I mean? It's a, we're always coming back to this and it's a big thing in the, within the city right now. We're trying to figure out a way with vacant lots that we can, you know what I mean? Try to fill them immediately with, yeah, the vacant, the vacant lots being paid for if they're not being used by, uh, a construction site, you know, in the near future, yeah. you know what I mean? It's a, it's a way to provide either mini homes or, you know, um, a, a solution. It's a solution. Sometimes it, it takes us to do that because uh, the politicians will drag their feet on shit. You know, they'll, you know, it's not enough money. You're asking for too much. It's always, you know, you know, it's always something else, but we, you know, we got to take the initiative on it. Even if it's just a pilot, a pilot project, you know what I mean? Well, for sure. Even if it's just, you know, you might there might be an ex-con out there who has a, has a house with rooms, and he just starts like a, a, a simple mm-hmm. um, boarding house there. You know, because yeah. I'm, I'm sure that Kingston gets a gets a full load of people coming out, right? Yeah, as well Maybe as a job a job that goes with it, right? You know what I mean? You know, yeah. some some meaningful employment. Oh yeah, right. And you know what else? You know what else I found, and what I pushed, right? And I was really pushy with our guys. And so mm-hmm. if a couple yeah. of them didn't like me, I, I went, oh, yeah, you know what? Good. I'm doing my job because That's the right. reality is yes. if you screw up, I can't go back to the next guy. Most definitely. You know, so it needs there needs to be a level of integrity. And the community, people in the community need to trust me. Um, you know, I got millions of dollars from the region of Peel for housing. And um, so one of the things that I created was an, uh, a pre-employment program because it couldn't be called employment. But at first, the region of Peel wasn't going to subsidize it. And they said, well, listen, people getting out of jail are in immediate poverty and have no place to go, and the, and the recidivism rate is high. Yeah. If I can get them, get them out and work with them hands-on and get them working, I can keep them out of jail. Mm-hmm. And they went, okay. So they bought it. Give me a hundred thousand dollars, and it's funny because in three months they'd call me and say, "Well, how many of your guys are still housed?" They go, "All of them." At the end that's of the year, they say, say, "All of them." And so, Amazing. within our success rate, and this wasn't huge numbers—maybe twenty-five, thirty men—but nonetheless, within two to three months, the 78 to eighty-two percent of them were out of the shelter system. We're living in reasonably okay housing. We're working. And we're paying taxes, and we're sort of sober. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible, Gary. That really is. And congratulations, man. Just hearing that, because just hearing that, 
that's it might be a small number but it's it's a it's a, it's a beginning platform to start from yeah and and uh you know not having these guys break the the chains of uh coming back you know breaking that yeah. recidivist uh you know um uh data on you it's it's a it's a big it's a big su- success for the program and the individuals who you know who profit from oh, it yeah. as, as well as community I mean, because you know, we got to come back. And what do you think it was, Gary, having the community-based supports or, or you being yes. there or, you know, getting this. That hands-on, what like was what, it? Yeah, what's the magic yeah. formula here? It was the hands-on and it was the fact that we were running programs in the jail and I had a community worker working in there and he could stand up in front of him and said, I will be there for you when you get out. And he was. Right. So you he had in reach right into the prison. So you started working yeah. with them before they came yes. out. Oh, that's really, yeah, I know the power of that. Yeah. Kat started yeah. doing that, that same with me. And it's just, it's empowering. It really does. Set, oh, it, it, it really does open the door for you to say, Hey, maybe I have a shot here, you know? And maybe you can, maybe you can make a plan. You don't just have to walk out. And yeah. Up. And, and oh, yeah, yeah, no, most definitely. Most definitely. So that the employment program that I created, right. Um, it, it ended up getting national attention. There was a national homelessness convention, and hundreds of people applied, and my program was accepted. So Fantastic. we did it. Amazing. There because it was unique and it was different, and it addressed a particular topic or particular uh, topic. Yeah, of a topic of major concern. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. When you think about when you think about the the public as a whole, we we want to be safe. Right. Yeah. So, you know, uh, having these guys be able to to break that that chain that's on them, uh, thinking that you have to commit these crimes in order to be successful. You don't. You know what I mean? So for the guys that are listening, you know, what I mean, this this is a real page for you. You can turn and you can you can get meaningful employment out here. It does exist. Uh, yeah. There are there are bosses that are, are understanding. You know, sometimes yeah. you, it's better to be up front. You know what I mean? Uh, me and me and Gary are really in your face kind of people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, right. So, you know, uh, that's a that's a good look. And it's, it, it, you know, you just you just have to own that. You know what I mean? Uh, you can do this one foot at a time. You know what I mean? Even if you stumble, you know what I mean? It's get up and do it again. Um, yeah. You know, you can do it. So I had employers that would that would call me and say, I need someone because the guys that went there were their best workers. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Then once in a while, very often, not very often, maybe, you know, one out of 10 would call me and say, forget it. And I go, okay. And, and then he, so I knew who was there and I knew the guy was an asshole. And that's, mm-hmm. You know I mean? You brought <laughs> yeah. it on yourself, buddy. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but I had people willing to support us and particularly employers. If, 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 if they're, if they're working through a temporary agency and many of them were, you know, maybe one out of five would work out well. Well, mm-hmm. often that one was a guy I sent them. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Yeah. Because the guys pulled their own weight. Yeah. Well, given a man, given a man, I I don't know if you've worked with women too, but you, you just said guys, but given, given, just speaking for men here, given men responsibility after having really none, you know what I mean? Or giving them, you know, giving them a line, a lifeline or something like that. There's much more to prove. And I, I said this previously in uh, in, a, in another episode with uh, Tim and Doug, but some, you know, most convicts 
and ex-convicts, they wake up and they'll, they'll do their do, they'll do their part. And we are some of the most hardest working individuals. We just need that shot. You know what I mean? Just need that shot. So it's really good that you had those employers and people and connect. So shout outs to them. I don't know their names yeah. or otherwise I would, I'd give them personally. And, and, yeah. You and know. shout outs to all of the former prisoners who have worked so hard yeah. to, you know, to make to, a change, yeah. you know, because you are, you are to set a precedent that yeah. this is, this is worth the worth a, sh- a chance. You should really try oh, it. Is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And most people getting out of jail, they know they don't have too many more chances. So if you give them a little bit, they grab it. Well, do do on the yeah, do on the victims as well. Like, I mean, if if we want these men never to repeat these offenses uh, to come back, we have to empower them in some way. So it's not it's not con cuddling. You know what I mean? It's it's really oh, so, no, it's no. a it's a support it's a supportive system that that means that you understand what you did while you were in prison, and you need to change from that. And you can. You can. It's an yeah. empowering thing. It's so hard sometimes for us to, you know, ever look at victims and apologize because it always seems insincere. See what I mean? Yeah, so and, then, and sometimes saying I'm sorry. I mean, I, I don't know how many times I've, if I had, exactly. if I had a dollar for every time I said I'm sorry, I'd be a million. Yeah, you have to show it, and uh, given yeah. given the given the opportunity to to you know to show that out here, I think that that apology goes a long way to say you know what I mean. Maybe you know. I got to change my ways, man. Not repeat this this cycle. Oh yeah, it's oh, yeah. it's so blessed what you do, G. So so blessed, so blessed. We will be bringing you another episode of Voices Inside and Out. If you would like to comment on our show and or contribute to the show personally to keep this pilot project going, please send your donations to the John Howard Society of Canada, marked Voices Inside and Out. <laughs>